afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry, watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, second hour of the show, giving away 100 bucks to a great place you need to go, Optimum Golf. You can find them in Park Hill or Rhino. I've been to both locations. And now that the weather is getting nice, we survived, you know, Snowmageddon on Saturday really wasn't that bad, was it? Um, you'll probably be able to golf for the rest of the season, but if you need custom fit, custom built clubs, you can get them at Optimum Golf. Uh, also, if a uh, game needs a little fine tuning, no problem. They have award-winning pros, and you can uh, just go to the virtual bays and work on your game as well. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. And again, we're giving away 100 bucks second hour of the show. How are you, Wheat Ridge? I'm doing fine. Did you go to Wheat Ridge? Once a farmer, always a farmer. Is that where you went? Yes, I did. I did not know that. Yes, I did. I thought you grew up in Oregon. I did. I moved here when I was a junior in high school. Uh, moved here to Wheat Ridge in the middle of my junior year. Gotcha. Played baseball here for two years. Right. I had knee surgery my senior year and could not play football. So uh, that was no loss for the farmers. Though. So let me ask you, the way you set that up, you basically you made it sound like if it wasn't for my knee injury, I probably would have had a college and pro career. Right. Yeah. Five. Is foot. that what you believe? No. Okay. Good. Of course not. No. Yeah. I was a little little option, run and shoot type quarterback, and I moved into Wheat Ridge, which ran the pro style offense. And I, there's no way I could have played quarterback. Okay. So I would have played probably slot back or defensive backfield. More but than. But I tore my knee up again in baseball, summer of my junior year, and that was the end of that career. I tore my knee up uh, in sixth grade, and that was the end of my football career. You've never heard of the story of uh, Dave Logan's no-hitter? We won 4-2. to two. Is that I, right? I was the catcher. I, and I have to, I have to uh, acknowledge that Dave helped me set a state record that still stands. Well, good. I'm most, most pass balls in a season. There you go. All right, uh, we've got a lot to get to today. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smokin' Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. The Avalanche tonight is they're getting ready for game four. Certainly a lot to get to with that. Nazem Kadri, and of course what happened with Bennington. We'll get to that in the next segment with the breaking news. Tim Connolly has agreed to a five-year, $40 million deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. This includes ownership equity. This, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, this will make Conley one of the highest compensated execs in the league. Nuggets did make a bid to keep Conley that would have made him one of the better paid executives in the league. And according to Mike Singer of the Denver Post, Conley got that offer on Saturday and it took him two days to decide. My guess is he got a significant bump in salary. My guess is as well, the ownership stake played a major role in him leaving. With that, per the Athletics, Shams Chararnia, current general manager Calvin Booth, is now expected to be the lead basketball of operations. There is significant belief, according to Shams, of Booth inside the organization, while Booth is well-respected as a rising executive 
across the league. I wasn't shocked by this news today. I think that if no ownership stake was involved, I think Conley returns. We talked about it on Friday, but shoot, no more championship parades. Well, obviously you're being sarcastic because there wasn't one. There's never been one. I think mostly that I I have misgivings about it, mostly that for what it represents, for what it represents the cronky attitude of not paying people in the organization. Disagree. And not paying secondary costs like, Mm. oh, a new practice gym, a new new practice rink for the Avalanche, Mm. competitive salaries for secondary people in the organization. I think all that is more troublesome than just just Tim Conley. Now, Masai Ujiri left for a better deal. I can tell you this because he told me this. The reason why he left, yes, money certainly played a role, but he told me a long time ago, even before he got the job with Toronto, he said he wanted to move to a major market. He wanted to be a GM of a major market, and he, being an international guy, Mm -hmm. considers Toronto a major market. Plus, he also liked all the resources the... Uh, Toronto uh, ownership group was planning on putting into the franchise, to your point, something that maybe Stan Kroenke has not done. Well, the, the uh, Raptors and the Maple Leafs are one of the one of the four couples of organizations that are both owned by the same people. Right. This is Tannenbaum up in uh, Toronto. Right. So Masai got what he wanted. Yep. Also, also got a championship. Karnasovas left too. Karnasovas was not going anywhere, meaning he wasn't going to supplant Conley. I'll tell you this in one guy's opinion about what Josh Kroenke has done in terms of hiring. He hired one of the top three GMs in the league, Masai Ujiri. He easily hired one of the top 10 GMs in the league in Arturis Karnasovas. And he probably hired a top five, top seven GM in Tim Conley. Will lightning strike four times with Calvin Booth? I don't know. I don't know either. I do know that Tim kissed the ring of a lot of media in town is getting a lot of puff, uh, positive puffiness out of all of this. Well, a lot of the media is falling over themselves to say what a disaster this is. Tim Conley, I had a great relationship with Tim too, all right? Tim wasn't a dummy. First of all, he's a very affable guy anyway. Yes, he is. He's the type of guy that you want to have a beer with all day. Um, so he knows the media is on his side on this. He knows they are mm-hmm. because when you like someone, you hesitate to rip them. When well, you, you do. Did, when, yeah. So when the media is ripping people in this town, it's because they don't like them or do you, are you being sarcastic? No, I I'm just saying there's uh, an angle. I'm saying if, if, if executives and coaches kiss the rings of the right people, they a lot of times guarantee positive coverage. It's not that they guarantee it. I'll, I'll, I'll phrase what you just said, in my opinion. Kiss the ring, I said. I didn't say the other. Word. No, no, that's not what I meant. Okay. What I was going to say was, when the media likes you, you get the benefit of the doubt. Yes. When you're not doing well and you kiss the ring, you're going to get criticized. Period. Period. You're going to get criticized. But you will get the benefit of the doubt. I think, no you, get a, yeah, I think you get a lot more breathing room. That's what I'm saying. You get the benefit of the doubt if something doesn't go wrong or if something goes wrong. You get the benefit of the doubt. But, but some it, of the people who, who claim to be the toughest media types in the entire state are susceptible to that kissing the ring, too. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not. Are you kidding me? I'm not. I know. You're an irascible sort. No, I'm not irascible, but I can't be bought. You know me well enough. Yeah, I do. I call it the way I see it, even if I like I try somebody. to play poker with you and you bluff really oh, well. Oh, stop that. I'll tell you the difference. This is what I don't do. 
which is something that somebody recently in the media did, and he's a friend of mine. I don't make it personal. I criticize, but I don't make it personal because I think that is overstepping the bounds. If somebody's not doing a good job, I'll be the first one to say it. But I will not denigrate somebody personally or their family or anything outside of the context of the sport they are involved in. But I think we're in the hot take age where if you get attention. Yeah, that's fine. That, that's uh, when people are getting all over them for taking that extreme or maybe crossing that personal line. They, in fact, have done exactly what they wanted to do and gotten your attention. Right. With so, that- so in, in other words, people... Stop rising to the bait on that stuff. Right. The well, hot the hot take has turned has pretty the hot take era has pretty much shoved uh, intelligent and discerning, nuanced sports writing and talk into the closet. Sometimes I'll get more into it in a second, but I think the loss of Conley is significant in certain areas. I do too. But it is overrated in other areas. I agree with that too. I still come back to the point I made the other day is this is a league that pays backup center $16 million. One has nothing to do with the yeah, other. It does. It does. Really? Yes, it does. It means you'll spend your, the Kroenke ownership, both in hockey and basketball will spend up to the very max for players. And sh- while not showing the proper it's different re- budgets, not, not showing the proper respect for other people in the organization. Okay. So I tell you what, then you know what? The Miami heat are absolute jerks <laughs> for paying Pat Riley $11 million a year. Cause Will Barton makes more than him. What do you have to say to that? <laughs> no, 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 seriously. No, Terry, look at I, me. I realize. No, no, wait a minute. Pat Riley is the highest paid down. executive. Now, He's a, so should Will Barton be paid more than him? We're speaking in relative terms. Here. Okay. But it's not relative because it's not What's apples What's Eric Spolstra making? I'm, I'm, I'm honestly asking. I have no idea. But you do pay the players more because you know what? They are the ones who win you championships. Even the backup center, even Will Barton. They are the ones that win you championships, not the guys off the court, okay. the guys on the court. All right. And you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take it into another context. I believe this. Usually I side with the players when it comes to CBAs, and here's why. Because do you like theater? Yes. Okay. When you buy a ticket, are you paying to see the show or are you paying to see the theater owner? <laughs> You're paying to see the show. Okay. There's, well, only, like, there's only like four organizations that own theaters in New York anymore anyway. My point is, are you paying to see Mike Malone? Are you paying to no. see Tim Conley? No. Then why are you paying him that type of money? See, that's the same logic, though, that, that says I watch football games to see Tony Romo on the broadcast. Well, and, I, and he's getting $70 million. Well, I don't believe him. But listen, they, they could do whatever they want. Briefly, as far as what Tim Conley has done, let's talk about the good. One guy's opinion. He has built a family atmosphere where people like working with you, with each other. There's a lot of harmony. There is a lot of cohesiveness. And there's a real positive to that. And there's a real value to that. He's as likable of a guy as you'll ever want to meet. And he has built a family-style culture in that organization. And that just doesn't happen by well, that's accident. Good. The avalanche break about that, too. Rightfully so. Right. However, now let's take it another direction. I just want to state some facts here. And these facts are not debatable. And this is about Tim Conley. He drafted Nikola Jokic. He no, did. he did not. Karnasovas supervised the scouting on that, made the call. Conley has a good... Can I finish my sentence? Conley has a good... Can I finish my sentence? Can I finish my sentence? Don't cut me off. Finish my sentence. He drafted him. He did not discover him. That's what I was saying. Okay. He did. And by the way, Karnasovas didn't discover him either. Probably not. It was one of the scouts. But Karnasovas was a big voice in that room big voice in that room. He drafted him. 
did discover him. Jamal Murray never should have fall, fallen to seven, ever. But he did. And that was the obvious pick. I'm not trying to take away from Tim Conley. That was the obvious pick. Michael Porter Jr. fell because of injuries. Let's see how that... So con- their eyes were open. They knew, but you know what? Drafting him may have seemed like, may have seemed like a brilliant move. You know, it wasn't a brilliant move giving him that contract. Yeah, why did they give him the max contract? They shouldn't have. That's a whole other conversation. We don't have time but for they, this. But can that be potentially paralyzing for the organization? It will sink forward. this organization. So then you're praising Conley for giving him that contract. No, I'm not. I'm, these are all criticisms, by the way. Okay. He, he, he drafted Jokic, didn't discover him. Anybody would have taken Jamal Murray. Taking MPJ, he shouldn't have lasted that long anyway, but now they could be saddled with that contract, right? right. He also is way too close to his players. He treats everybody like family, which is good, but you never excommunicate a child, do you? Won't, won't Will he you, get rid of Will Barton? They were going to get rid of Will Barton anyway. Even with I Conley said, Will State. he get rid of Will Barton I, now? I mean, well, he's not here. If he had stayed, yes, would he have gotten Yes, rid of I was Will told Barton? by somebody in the Nuggets organization, it is a priority to move him. And this is when Tim was still with the team. And number Would f- Mike Malone go along with that? It doesn't matter if he's going to go. He's going to be moved. Period. Mike has his foibles, too, and becoming too close to certain At players. the end of the day, I've been told by somebody in the Nuggets organization, a top priority is to move him. Period. Just take my word for it. Number five. Who in the... If you're such a great talent evaluator, you do not draft the kid out of... Um, God, now I can't remember his name, Danny. The kid that went to the Jazz. Not Gobert. Donovan Mitchell. If you're a great talent evaluator, you don't draft Donovan Mitchell for someone else and then trade him. Mm-hmm. That's five things. Well, and you don't let Jeremy Grant get into a sign and trade. No. See, I saw you put that on Twitter. Can I just say something to that? They offered him the same amount of but money. But they waited so long nope. to do it. It had burned nothing. the bridge. No, it didn't. It had nothing no, to do. No, it did, too. Terry. Would you like to know why he went to Detroit? And Danny will back me up on this. He wanted to be the number one guy. That's all he cared about. Doesn't care about winning. Didn't even care about the money. He wanted to be the number one option. He wanted 20 points a game, and he knew he'd be the number four option here. That's exactly why he left. He got the same offer from the Nuggets. Yes. So if he got the same offer, why would he go? Because they waited way too long to get that offer on the table, and it ticked him off. Okay, I'll ask you. Do you have sources on this? Because I have sources on my end. Yes. He wanted to stay here? Then that's totally news to me. Okay. Because I was told he wanted to be the number one option. He wanted 20 points a game, wanted to be a starter, wanted 35 to 40 minutes a game. Now you're sounding like Matt Duchene. Well, he's not worth it either. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the Avs and this whole kerfuffle with Kadri. This whole what? Kerfuffle and shameful racist death threats. And Bennington throwing a water bottle? What the hell is going on here? And what should we expect tonight? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. 
Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at TFry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Well, you know that the Avs beat the Blues. They lead the series 2-1, but the story going into this game is Nazem Kadri knocking Billington out of the playoffs, which led the Blues to feel it was a dirty play, specifically Craig Berube. I'm sure you'll get into that. Uh... Then, Bennington reportedly threw a water bottle at Kadri while he was doing a, a post-game show on national television. And then hours later, Kadri got racially charged death threats. The police got involved, and the team hotel was protected by the police. How nice. I think the worst part of it is I haven't heard any of the blues. We're, we're in limited me- media availability now. We can't go into the locker room and talk to each player to get their reaction to kind of, this kind of thing. But one of the Blues players, including Ryan O'Reilly, should have stepped up and said they were disowning that that nasty, moronic, idiotic, disgusting fringe of the Blues fandom and say, "Knock it off. We don't if we don't need fans like you." And I, I don't think anybody did it today after the morning skate. The two players who were available yesterday did not do it. And Craig Berube, idiotically and disgustingly. This is the most, this might be the worst thing of all to me. Just said no comment when he was asked about if he had any comment on the, on the threats that, that Cadre was, Cadre was receiving. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's inexplicable. Where's Gary Bettman? Where's Bill Daly? Where's a league that is trying to come off as, as more to, as working on diversity training and sensitivity and everything else and inclusion. And then this happens and they're just sitting there just quiet. I, that's the part I really, really don't understand. Now we can retreat and get into the, all all the other things before that, but I think spinning forward—that's the most disgusting thing right now—is that the Blues haven't even issued, as far as I know, at last check, had not issued any kind of a statement on Twitter, and they have a very outspoken Twitter account. It's kind of funny actually, but they haven't said anything there. I don't understand that. Why can't you just say, we all know. Colorado has idiot fans too. We all know everybody has idiot fans, but we're going to disown you. We don't want any part of that kind of sentiment, any kind of any part of those kinds of threats. I think it's because they still believe he ran Bennington on purpose. I think they also. I'm sorry. I I think they also believe that it's kind of the hockey way to uh, kind of stick together and all that kind of crap. Well, if, if I understand white supremacists sticking together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So are we suggesting that the good old boys network in the NHL is going to stick together on racially charged threats too? Cause that's pretty pathetic. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Um, when you have a league that's predominantly white, that kind of stuff doesn't surprise me. Don't you think though, are you at all disappointed in Ryan O'Reilly for not finding a way to speak up? He's the captain of the team. Did he speak today? Uh, I don't think so. Then well, when's he going to, yes, he maybe could have called a newspaper reporter. About or he could have, he could have come and said, Hey, I, I'm going in the room today. After game one here, uh, or after game two here, I'm trying to remember which night, uh, Nathan McKinnon, after game two, Nathan McKinnon made a point. It was very clear in my mind, at least 
that he had told the Avalanche PR staff, I'm going in there. I'm, gonna, I'm one of the guys to, going in there. I'm going to tell you a quick story. And he had an agenda that night and, and got through that agenda fairly quickly and decisively that, hey, it's no big deal, but we'll be back. You know what? Um, it says about says a lot about somebody's leadership when you wear that C. If you don't do that, I'm with you on that. But I'll tell you a quick story. He's when an I, alternate, alternate assistant. Oh. Slash assistant. Wait, who's the captain of them? Landis Gog. No, no, I'm talking about the Blues. Oh, O'Reilly is the captain. Yeah, right. O'Reilly's. That it says a lot about his leadership that he's not willing to get in front of it and let everybody talk around it. I'll tell you a quick story. When I covered the Buffalo Sabers, they went through an awful streak at one point when I first started covering them. Pat LaFontaine was the captain, and you know the way yeah. it works in locker rooms all the time. Team's not playing well, just like in football. Everybody disappears to the training room. We walked in the locker room, and it was empty. It was like a seven, eight-game losing streak. Pat LaFontaine walks out, and I said to Pat, A, where is everybody, knowing where they were, where is everybody, and why are you out here talking to us? And he said to me, because I'm the captain, and that's my responsibility. And unfortunately, Ryan O'Reilly is not heeding that, those words. Not yet. Maybe he will. I, but it's too late now to, to take effect before tonight's game. The problem is, the problem is, is that there is history between Kadri and the Blues in the playoffs. And now it's just something again. The racially charged stuff is inexcusable. Somebody should have said this is wrong. But I think they are so pissed off at this guy thinking that he ran their goaltender out of the playoffs. Remember, the Blues had a one nothing lead in the game. Bennington was playing well. They probably think if they lose now, it's not that they were the worst team. Not that they weren't better than the Avs, but they're going to lose because this guy knocked our best guy out of the playoffs. Did you hear Bednar? Well, there was two occasions, both after the game and then the next day, yesterday. He could have heightened attentions by claiming that there was a dirty hit on Sammy Gerrard. Right. Was he, it? He didn't. Was it? You know, it wasn't if you hit. watch it closely, it was a hockey hit shoulder to shoulder and his head hit the glass. If you look at it, I've seen some breakdowns. By the way, I don't know how you are, but I I don't completely trust video anymore because of amazing things people can do to video. Well, I'll take it a step further. When people like to break it down and slow it down, I got news for you. The game isn't played no. in that speed. It, 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 it's real time. And it's bang, bang, and you can slow it down all you want to. It's not an accurate portrayal when you slow it up. You have to play it in the moment. Kadri did not run Bennington. He got twisted around, and he was trying to skate the other way. But to your point about the racially charged stuff, yes, it is shameful that Bettman has not said something. It is shameful that some of the Blues players did not say something. You may hate the guy, but by being silent, what you are doing is you are enabling and approving of those type of threats. But but uh, Bednar could have correctly said that Barbashev left Barbashev left his feet. I'm talking about Kadri. I know, but, but yeah. I'm saying that, that Bednar had a chance to take the to take the other incident in that game sure. and make something explosive of it. Well, yeah. yes, that you, was a hockey play, and. Bednar has said that many times over the course of the season, and he's kind of surprised me. The fans are all up in arms. The broadcasters are all up in arms. And then they go to Jared Bednar in the interview room, and he says, no, that was a clean hockey hit. I'll tell you something else. St. Louis Billiken's play-by-play voice, Bob Ramsey, put this out on Twitter, I believe either after the game or while the game was going on. Got to play for blood now. Somebody who has the self-awareness 
of the value up to the team has to avenge Bennington with blood, take suspension and a victim with you. That's the right from the Steve Moore, Todd Bertuzzi script when Steve Moore hit Marcus Naslund in open ice. What Brian Burke said, what the head coach said, you're right. And Brian Burke, of course, is, is a leader, a respected leader in the game. He used to be the head of discipline for the league yes. before he became the GM of the Canucks. He basically said it was a, it was an attempt to injure by a marginal player on right. a great player. That was Brian Burke. Mark Crawford's was a little more nuanced because he was he was standing up for his player. Right. That's re- pretty much all that. Mark Crawford was a lunch bucket player himself. Right. And a lot of people have gotten on me for, quote, supporting Mark Crawford. I don't support what Mark, Craw- Mark Crawford did in that, except he's a walking example of the Canadian mentality, the backwards Canadian mentality in all of this. And, and he kind of represented that. He And he also came to understand how wrong it was, too. I can tell you that you expect, but, 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 I, but all of this is all of these notes, all of the rhetoric sounds so much like, yep. Sounds so much like Steve Moore and Todd Bertuzzi. Well, with that, I'll ask you, are you expecting retaliation? tonight? You know what I expect? You know what the crucial determinant is in this? The score of the game. I understand. Well, Bednar- if, it's a, if it's a close game, Yesterday, Bednar said, "Not about ego; it's about winning." So, but what if it gets? You know what the score was of the of the uh, Bertuzzi Moore game? Five five. I think it was like eight to two at the time. Oh, I was talking about it's out of hand and it doesn't matter because. Oh yeah, I'm talking about the previous game. Yeah, 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 the Avalanche were way ahead, so so uh, Bertuzzi had his chance because it really didn't matter in the game; they were getting killed. So tonight, do you expect retaliation? I don't. I don't unless the game is out of hand. Yeah. If if if. The NHL should get nervous if it gets to uh, yeah. two or three goals. I agree. However, I don't think they're going to take a cheap shot at him. If it doesn't get out of hand, I don't think they'll take a cheap shot. I think they will goad him into dropping his gloves so they both get penalties. That could be. Yep. But I think the retaliation part is much more uh, much more of a major possibility and, and, and frankly, an NFL and HL fear if the game gets out of hand. Tell you a quick story about Brad May, who, by the way, said what? He he said he's there's a bounty on his head. So Brad May comes to the Colorado Avalanche. Yes, that was one of Pierre's mistakes. Hold on, I covered Maisie because it always he's a great there. guy to the media. He is one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet. I love Brad May. I covered him with the Sabers. We used to drink beer together. We used to shoot pool together. We were the same age. I love Brad May. I'll never forget, I'm in Ocean City, Maryland at a friend of mine's house, standing on the deck overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. And I called him and I said, oh, that's awesome. You're coming to the Avs. How do you feel? He goes, I am super excited. And I paused and I said, don't be. (laughs) I said, they despise you here. I said, I don't think you truly realize what you are walking into. And so he and I talked about it. But when I hung up the phone, I knew from what you just said, He's one of the most likable guys in the locker room, and guys will forgive him immediately because how likable he is. They did, and Joe right. Joe Sackick right Joe Sackick was one of Todd Bertuzzi's friends, and it was was unabashed about admitting Brad was friends with everybody. Because first of all, hockey players are friends with every hockey player because they're all great guys. But Brad May is your quintessential great guy hockey player. You remember the timetable and all of that? The, the more Bertuzzi, uh, the incident happened in Denver. In a in a game here where uh, where Moore hit 
Marcus Naslin in an open ice gave him a slight concussion and right. facial cuts. Right. Okay. So that after that game, that's when it was. That was about five five. That was a five five. That game. was when that was when May and Bertuzzi said basically we're going to get him something. People got to remember Brad May was a fighter. He wasn't known as a great scorer. I mean, he had the Mayday goal in the Buffalo series uh, against the the Boston Bruins, but he wasn't a prolific scorer. He was a fighter. Here's what everybody forgets: the Avalanche and the Canucks played again fairly soon. Three days was, later, you know where it was? It was in Denver. Right. You know who was there? You, Gary Bettman and Bill Daly. Right. Right. And I, we said, "What are you doing here, Mister Bettman?" Oh, I was just c- stopped coming through the neighborhood. I thought, "Yeah, right." So then that happens in. D- and that nothing happened in that game. Nothing. Right. The Canucks waited until the game was in Vancouver. Right. And attacked, and attacked Steve Moore. Coming up after the break, the Chris Draper hit Red Wings Avs. That started one of the greatest rivalries in NHL history. Do you think what has happened with Kadri last year's playoffs, now what happened in this game? Do you believe we are going to see a bitter, heated rivalry with these two teams moving forward. Because it's the second consecutive year they have faced each other in the playoffs. That's next. I'll just try to get my stick in there and, uh, you know, I'm not sure if he just threw a water bottle at me or not, but... <laughs> wow. Somebody threw a water bottle at you? Was that Bennington you're saying? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's possible. You're going to have to ask him. So I don't know who it was. I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sdhmazda.com. Every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to Ty, Kelcade, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Guys, here we go. As awful as this might sound, Terry, rivalries are great in sports. Chris Draper incident started one of the best rivalries in NHL history. You think the Kadri Binnington situation will start a rivalry considering this is the second time with Kadri has been accused, accused of an illegal hit. He was suspended eight games for his check to the head of blues defenseman, Justin Falk in last year's playoffs. Until now though, the Avalanche's most prevalent rivalry probably was against the Minnesota wild. The fans hate them for one thing, right? The players probably don't hate them as much, right? And for some perverse reason, I don't know why, the fans seem to hate the Vegas Golden Knights. In this case, you know, when we compare it to the goal, the uh, Red Wings' heyday rivalry. rivalry Different. They were, well, they were the two best teams in the league. That That's was, right. That was the difference. But I think, uh, yes, this is the start of a major, major, bitter, decisive, angry rivalry. As long as there is retaliation. I'm no, all- I, think, I think it's already started and it's already getting there. I know. I agree. I think it's on the road, but the Blues, the Blues fans hate the Avs because of this, and specifically Kadri. 
However, if the Blues do some type of retaliation, they take a run at McKinnon. They take a run at Kadri, one of the players, and knock them out. That's when this thing will hit. I can't wait to see them next year. I think the specific retaliation, if it comes, will be against Kadri. It won't be against McKinnon. Mm. Am I being naive? They want to go after Kadri. Make no mistake about it. But if they have an open ice hit against McCarr or McKinnon, the bottom line is this, and this is said in hockey all the time, you better keep your head up and you better put it on a swivel because anybody coming across the ice with their head down and there is a shot to take a shot and a cheap shot, it will be taken. Guys, what do you think? Post-game handshake. I am really wondering... (laughs) I am really wondering if some guys, metaphorically speaking, will put their hand in their pocket when they pass by Kadri. Well, I'm thinking of two specific examples. Do you remember uh, Dino Cicerelli? Uh, as tough as nails and seen as seen as much of a pest as Claude Lemieux was. After the sh- handshake line in Denver, after the Western Conference Finals, after that incident with Chris Draper, we asked Dino Cicerelli if he shook Claude Lemieux's hand. He says, I can't believe I shook his freaking hand. Right. And then the other time involved was 1997. You know, a year later was when uh, that was after the, oh, the whole Darren McCarty retaliation, retribution, and uh, right. uh, the avenging angel that Darren McCarty was. <laughs> and, the, and the March 26, 1997, just chaos, blood feud game in, in Detroit. Uh, after the uh, playoffs that year, when the Red Wings beat the Avalanche, uh, they Chris Draper did not shake did not shake Lemieux's hand. Uh, McCarty did, but he. I'm trying to remember the exact circumstances. I'd have to look it up. But it was it was a mixed situation there. You know, 99 percent of the time in hockey, they'll shake the other guy's hand. That's part of the charm of the sport. Yeah, it's part part of the charm of the tradition. I wouldn't even rule out them shaking Nazem Kadri's hand. I'll say this about Claude Lemieux, for those that don't know. Claude Lemieux scored big playoff goals, and he was the ultimate pest. But by many players around the league, he was seen as soft. Because anytime you went after him, what would he do? Turtle. He, exactly. He'd fall right to the ice and cover himself. And oh, the- and oh, by the way, oh, by the way, while this would never happen... Nazem Kadri should be should feel very very fortunate that Tony Twist is long retired <laughs> because that guy on the on the opening faceoff would probably get off of his own bench, skate to the Avs bench, pull Kadri off the bench, and Kadri would have no chance. Well, in the in the 1997 game, it was an appointment fight. Yep, McCarty and Mew. Happened to be on the ice at the same time. Right. Lemieux had had gotten some fighting lessons from a team, Francois LaRue, I think <laughs> it was. He should have gotten them from Chris Simon. Fighting lessons going into that game. Yeah. And, and it did okay. But the most two most famous pictures, you know what the two most famous pictures of the blood feud are, are Patrick Waugh bleeding. Right. He actually put that in his locker room up in Quebec, his major junior team, because he thought it, meant it, it made him look like a warrior. Right. He was proud of bleeding in that. Right. Movie. And then the other, the other picture is of... Claude Lemieux t- uh, turtling right. in, that, in that game and and uh, right. 
McCarty winding up for the right. punch. Listen, when, when Lemieux would play the Sabres, Rob Ray wanted to get a piece of him. And what did Lemieux do? Drop to the ice and he turtled. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Well, the other game in the NHL playoffs tonight, a sweep opportunity for the Tampa Bay Lightning, the back-to-back defending champs, hoping to finish off Florida tonight. We'll talk about that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us at mileisports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I just started working with this unbelievable company called Low T99. I've been taking testosterone for well over five years, but this is what I love about them. It's all-inclusive for 129 bucks a month. They're going to send you the testosterone and the supplies for 129 bucks a month. That includes the lab work, which is expensive, and all the telemed visits, which is with a doctor as well. With that, I want to bring in the marketing director for Low T99. Good friend. How are you, Thomas? I'm great, my man. How are you? Good. Let's put it into perspective, 129 bucks a month. And by the way, I didn't even mention the convenience of it, that it gets sent to you, the testosterone and the supplies. FedEx, you don't even have to ask for it. You guys just send it and boom, it's there right when I run out of it. But let's put $129 in perspective. How much would that actually cost if you went someplace else with lab work and, and everything to go with it? Yeah, I, I mean the labs right there are the most expensive part, as you as you just mentioned, and I know that uh, that drives people to not want to get labs done because they don't want to pay for it, which is the complete wrong way to go about the testosterone treatment. Um, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the the 129 a month is going to cover everything start to finish for all your testosterone needs, and it's all done virtually, kind of like you said there. So all the uh, consultations with our doctor are done over Zoom. If, uh, if you don't have a computer, you can always call in on a phone and we can take care of it that way, too. I mean, you work with LowT99.com right now, but you've also worked with other low-T companies. Why do you think that LowT99 is the first one to ever think of doing something like this? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, unfortunately, COVID actually turned us into this direction, but uh, fortunately, we were able to see the significant uh, in savings which allowed us to instantly lower prices for our customers. Um, you know, I'm not going to, not to badmouth any other, you know, low-T facilities in the, in the Denver or Colorado area because they do a very, very good job. But, I mean, on average, you're looking at about 225 a month uh, for treatment if you were to go to an actual physical location. How do you know as a guy? I mean, I had test results done, so I knew my T was low. How do you know if it is getting low and you might need to work with low T99? Yeah, see, that's the unfortunate part because there are so many symptoms from low testosterone. But what I can tell you is this. The most common uh, side effects we see with our male patients that are struggling with low T, uh, sexual dysfunction, you know, so not just uh, 
poor erection quality, but also loss of desire. Um, that typically is the first thing men notice is they're just not stimulated anymore. Um, another uh, pretty common symptom is just um, generalized uh, fatigue. You know, our, uh, our patients typically do struggle with feeling sluggish, tired. Uh, they can't get through a workout or they don't have motivation to go work out. And even when they are working out, they're having to work twice as hard to, to burn fat, lose weight, and put on muscle. You know, unfortunately, low testosterone makes it very, very difficult for um, for men to put on muscle and lose weight. Um, and, of course, with that comes mood changes. You know, if you're losing desire and motivation to go to the gym, you're probably grumpy. You're probably not your normal self. You know, stress, anxiety, depression, uh, trouble sleeping, those are all unfortunate, very unfortunate side effects with low T. So if, uh, you know, if anyone that's listening to this right now is, saying, wow, I got one of those or I got all of those, which is very common. 50% of men over the age of 45 have low T. Check us out. I mean, the least you can do is get your labs done. Um, we can take care of that for much cheaper than the 129 you know, cost per month. If you just want to know where you're at, we can set you up with a virtual consultation with our provider and get some labs done. Uh, one quick thing before we let you loose. We have about 30 seconds left. You are a huge sports fan, big Minnesota Wild fan. Your Wild got knocked out by the Blues. You know what happened yeah. with Kadri. What do you expect tonight? Because I know you will be watching the game. Oh, boy. I am expecting a beatdown tonight. I think we're going to see a physical side from both teams, and it's going to be very noticeable. But I think it's going to be a great game. And by the way, I saw you put something out on Twitter. Disgusting. A few Blues fans saying what they said about Kadri. You defended Kadri on Twitter. Absolutely. I don't care what Kadri did. There's no excuse for that racism and that nonsense. I, I could go on for much longer than 30 seconds. Okay. Well, lowt99.com, <laughs> lowt99.com. If you want to just get lab work done, check them out at lowt99.com. It's going to be done much cheaper than by going through, you know, trying to do it yourself. And Or you can just be like me. Go with lowt99, 129 bucks a month, all-inclusive. Thomas, have a great day. Thank you so much. I appreciate you always. Good luck. All right. See you, pal. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, two NHL playoff games tonight. You've talked at length about St. Louis and Colorado, what to expect in that one. The other one, two games in as many days for the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. Tampa Bay looking to sweep Florida tonight. So if you were to pick between a Tampa Bay three-peat or an Avs Cup win, which are you more confident in this hmm. year? Right now, I'd have to take Tampa Bay for the three-peat. I got to tell you, I thought somehow, some way, they would slow down after playing two incredibly long seasons and back-to-back years. Yeah. And they are just getting stronger. And you know what? They got the best goalie in hockey. That's period. Oh, my God. You don't want to face him if you're the avalanche. It's not necessarily a uh, statement of of no non-belief in Darcy Camper, but right now you'd have to give 
Tampa Bay a huge edge and bowl in that series. They're, they're still the same team from past cup teams, and they're experienced. And if you're worried about Bennington, man, Vasilevsky, he's, in a, he's on a whole nother planet. He is becoming to be in the same league as Brodeur and Wah. You know what Easily. Would, you know what would kind of be fun in that series, although it would make us feel old? Cal Foote plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's so old, I don't even know what you're talking about. That's that's uh, Adam Foote's Oh, son. that's right. That's right. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? All right, that was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. Get a walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. Sales staff, that's really the difference in buying from them because it's a big investment and you want to get the right thing for you. Every refrigerator is not the same refrigerator. Same with every appliance. They're all different. You have special needs of what you need. Go with a company. They can get you what you want, whether it's something that you needed to fit your budget or some high-end. Heck, they can design a whole kitchen for you. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville. Littleton, you can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, the big news of the day. Tim Conley on his way to be the president of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Five years, $40 million plus ownership stake. Coming up after the break, we are going to put that ownership stake into perspective. And if losing Conley is a big deal, wait to hear what could be next. That's next. I'm a little bit rusty and I think my head is caving in. And I don't know if I've ever been 